Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, it's a great morning and uh, I am grateful to God for giving me this opportunity this morning to be in this church and also share the word of God. Uh, it's a privilege always to serve God. And uh, many people know that uh, it's a privilege to serve God really take it in a lot of reference when they are given such an opportunity. I happen to be one of them who really think serving God is a great honor. And uh, even uh, sharing his word uh, with the people of God, as you have been told. I'm Anne, and I love the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior. I prayed in knowing Christ and uh, him as Lord, and also helping me to continue knowing each and every bit of my life because uh, there's no one point that you can say that I have completed knowing God and now I know him uh, and then I don't continue wanting to study his word and to know him even better. One as few. Uh, together with me I came with my two babies and I don't know where they are seated. I can see Mary. Uh, I don't know who is your brother. Yeah, just come and say hi. Praise God. Praise God again. So my name is Mary. I'm born again, and I'm happy to be here this morning. And um, God bless you. Thank you. I also came with my small son. I think he went to the Sunday school class. That's why he's not here. Uh, thank you so much. That Mary is our second born child. Is another bigger child, a daughter than her. And uh, we are happy that she's here with us today. Uh, I know Pastor and uh, Mrs. Mugai for quite some time now. And they have been our prayer partners and uh, giving us fellowship. And they have been our friends for quite some time. And I'm happy to see what the Lord is doing, uh, using them to continue serving Him in, even in this side. And it is important that uh, you have this man of God and you support him because I know his spirit and I know the spirit uh, behind the service is to make the church go nearer and nearer to Christ so that the end of the business is that we shall all appear before Christ and justified by faith that we have gone through the journey. So it's always important to support the pastor and the servants of God that God has given at any particular time. One has fewer. I want us today to think briefly uh, about the Christian character development. This is a topic I may not finish, I will just start. And I know Pastor at his own convenient time is going to start to finish, to continue and finish uh, from where I will have stopped. 
uh, we deliberated it with pastor and I said this is what probably the Holy Spirit wants to tell the church at this particular time, this particular morning. The question of character, every person, when we are thinking about character, every person look at each other and you say the character of this person is like this and the character of this other person is like this and majority of the time people want to be associated with a character or with a person with a particular character and we are able to compare characters and we say uh, I may not want to associate with this particular person because of ABCD part of the character of that person. And I wanted us to, to think, when we talk about character, what do we mean? Before I read the Bible, the word character comes from the Greek language that when somebody talked about character at that particular time, he was looking at possibilities of a continuation of a particular issue that is continuing, of a particular way somebody was thinking. And then it all summed up together the thinking, the behavior, the, the actions, all put together, then somebody was said to be of a particular character. And in the dictionary meaning, the English dictionary meaning, you are going to find uh, that character results from habits. That what gives into a character is what happens in the habits of a person. And a person continues from a particular habit, and that habit, when it is repeated for the longest time possible, it becomes a, a character. So without habits, we cannot have character development. For you to, be, to belong to a particular character, and you finally define this as your character, you, have, you must have gone through particular habits. When you are bringing up children, there are certain things we do as parents. The, the first thing when a child comes, and uh, he has started to consciously know who he, he or she is. The first thing we see is some negative issues and we try to correct them. For example, you find a child who through interaction is, he has started using some particular words and you as a parent, you think that you don't want those kind of words. What do you do? The immediate thing that you do is you start correcting that, that child. You correct the child, you tell the child, don't say like that. Don't eat with food in your mouth. You don't speak with food in your mouth. For you to, uh, to, to eat, you must wash your hands. You develop a character by particular habits. So these are habits. The habit of washing your hands, the habit of not using some particular words, the, the habit of uh, waking up early, for example, the habit of sleeping in time, you, you continue to monitor some specific habits in a person when that person is growing up. And one day, when we shall stand and look at your child, we shall say, this child is of a good 
character. Of this child belong to this kind of category of character. If a character, if habits are never monitored, they develop into the negative character. And that's why in the society, we have people we can describe, these ones are bad, and these are these ones are good. This, have, this one has good character, this other one has no character. And of all the things that you can do, as a human being, even only even as a Christian, you may have many things in your life, but if you lack character, then everything else can get destroyed. You can be highly educated, you can, be, you can have a lot of money, you can ha have a lot of uh, wealth, you can have a lot of knowledge, but what ties all those together to make you a proper human being, to be able to live with others and contribute positively in the society, is the type of character disposition that you hold. Because if you do not hold a good character, it doesn't matter how adult you are in many other areas. All that thing can be destroyed in a day due to lack of character. And we are clear that we have seen many people who are very educated but living a very careless life and finally they end up dying early because of lack of character. Lack of character can actually make, can kill, can make you uh, live a very desperate and uncoordinated life because you do not have proper character. That is the normal character. The same case applies to the Christian character. There must be some specific habits you develop as a Christian as you grow up. The entry behavior of how you are born again. After you are born again, which step did you follow? And which habits were you trained? And did you follow the habits and continue to follow those habits to the extent of you forming a character out of the many habits that you are exposed to? Through the teaching of the world, through the praises, through fellowship, you are exposed to particular habits. And every Christian, by the way, know what is right and what is wrong. What is the right character and what is the right habit? But then, the question of following up the habit until they become informed into character is what we want to discuss briefly this morning, and which can be continued uh, in other in other times. One as we are we together? Because I want you to get, even if you don't get any other things, I want you to get that the Christian character is what makes a good Christian. Because it is one thing to say, I am a Christian, but you, do, you have not developed the Christian character. And Christian character has its own hallmark. Then how have you developed that character into the hallmark of being called a Christian? Let's start by reading the book of 1 Timothy, Verse 4, chapter 4 and verse 13. And I hope, Pastor, if you don't mind, I can give you this Bible so that you read for me. Yeah, please. So that I tell you the scripture you are able to. <laughs> To open the day for me as fast. We want to read from the book of First Timothy, chapter four and verse thirteen, as the, our first entry scripture. 
First Timothy chapter 4 verse 13. First Timothy chapter 4 verse number 13. Till I come, I give a to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the uh, precipitary. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them Amen. That particular scripture is, it's, it's Paul who is advising his spiritual son, Timothy. And one of the things he's telling me, that till I come, there are particular things that you need to follow. And he prescribed them. And he's saying that uh, give yourself to prophecy and meditate upon what has been given to you. And by so doing, you shall continue maturing. Another person saying that you shall continue maturing in your character. Because you have given the meditation upon the issues that you have been taught. My starting point this morning is that there are specific things that you have been taught in church over time. Our problem in formation of our Christian character is sometimes we do not have time to meditate upon them. There are things that we have been taught, but our problem as Christians, sometimes we do not take time to meditate upon the prophecies, upon the teaching, upon the issues that have been taught and to us. And by so doing, we continue to be Christian, but we have not fully developed the Christian character. And that make, make us, when we mix with the rest of the world, that somebody cannot distinctly pick a Christian and say, this one is actually a Christian. He's actually different from us. In the disposition of the mind of that person, he has the content. Because he has been taught by the way pastor, that is a person who can sing very well in the choir. This is a person actually who give this microphone because he has been taught and he has done many things. He can actually take the microphone and also preach the same things that he has been taught. But the things that we have been taught are not able to change us because we have not been able to meditate upon them. And in our hearts we do not meditate and then make them the habit of practice. So by so doing, we finally develop into the character and to the likeness of Christ. I want us to read also from the book of uh, Acts chapter 11 and uh, uh, verse 26. Acts chapter number 11 verse number 26. 
And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a, for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great number of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Amen. The question of vacation and stay. The Bible says that uh, Acts chapter 11 and verse 26 that when Paul was brought to Antioch, and you remember Paul, who was, who was Paul? Paul was Saul. Before he was transformed to become Paul, he was Saul. He was this kind of character who used to persecute the church. Indeed, they took God and the, the angels to bring him down and actually brought him out along his way as he was going to persecute the church. And by the time he was doing so, they were doing so, Paul actually was so internalized in the process of persecuting the, persecuting the church. But this particular day, the Holy Spirit gets hold of him. And uh, somebody is sent to him, Ananias is sent to him, and then he is taken to Antioch. And this particular verse we have read, we are seeing Paul in Antioch for a whole one year. And he stayed in Antioch. The Bible has told us that he stayed in Antioch for one year, meditating upon the, the word. Can you read again, Pastor? It's meditating upon. Uh, Acts chapter 11, 26. And yeah. when he found uh, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Yes. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. At Antioch. They stayed in Antioch. Barnabas and Paul and everybody stayed in Antioch and they teach, they taught the word of God and meditated upon it. And they continued meditating for a whole year. After meditating for a whole year, the Bible says it is for the first time then they were called Christians. Thank you. 
where you respond to issues, and then they finally say, this one is a Christian. He's actually looking like Christ. He's behaving in a manner like to suggest he is actually as real as possible to Christ. Unfortunately, we are living in times where we have John in court being tried with murder. And then they are asked, which religion do you belong to? They say, I am a Christian. And they don't take the Bible to go to Biblia and work And that time, John has been tried for murder. We have Rachel's and Mary's and Joanne's being tried even for baby death. But they start in court and they ask, what is your religion? And they say, I am a Christian. We have James, who are actually in ditches. Because Papa was a good one, Papa was a good one, Papa was a good one. But if you can read it, I'm James. With the religion you belong to, I am a Christian. Is that if you are facing north, when you are 
You start facing. You start facing south. If you are facing west, when they transform, you start facing east. Because it is that a whole makeover of what a person is supposed to be. So we cannot have Christians who are actual Christian and they are bitter. You, there's no way that you can continue being very bitter about what you went through and what you have been done when you have actually been transformed. We do not expect Christians who are unforgiving. Because transformation, if your sins have been forgiven and you have been rid of your sin, you, you, you and your forgive, sins have been forgiven, you have no right also not to forgive another person. It doesn't matter what the other person has done. We cannot have Christians who are saying that I am a Christian, uh, but I cannot be a Maybe we are swearing something. Then it means you have not formed your character. You have not released your character for character transformation. One as few. We have an obligation as Christian to realize that there are so many people who are working at us. And that we must ensure that our Christian life reflects that actually we have been transformed. It is no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. So that our transformation journey started by us accepting Jesus Christ. But bit by bit, our character has been developed towards becoming like Christ. But there must be hallmark of that development. Because you cannot be a Christian for 20 years. And then, you have not changed even a bit. You are still as abusive as you used to go, as you used to be 20 years back. You cannot be a Christian who was, who got born again, and you are still bitter as you were 20 years ago. You are still unforgiving 20 years ago. You can never be a Christian and you are still as resident. You know even residence is part of Christian development of character. You are as resident as before when you, you got saved. Even as before when you got saved. There must be a difference about your Christian journey. And you start by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And after that, then you start the journey of the, the transformation. What does it mean? I want to give about three factors that I can consider to be agents of. There are many that I will only discuss this morning that are, can be agents of transformation in the Christian journey. First of all, I want to recognize that character formation is a process. So we do not expect somebody who actually got born again. Uh, today, and then he's a full-grown Christian, uh, behaving like Christian was, who was actually God born again 20 years. That's why in the Christian ministry, and pastor will give you testimony, is that we encourage discipleship classes, so that we disciple you into becoming the one year. You remember what you have said, how the, 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 the disciples stayed in Antioch for a whole year. That is the whole purpose of discipleship so that you try to transform your character because uh, it will take 
more than just being born again, to fully realize the character of, of Christ. That's why I personally have a problem of a Christian who gets born again and within a month he has taken a microphone and is preaching. He's preaching and then uh, preaching to people and telling them, uh, apart from witnessing, witnessing any Christian can witness. But you cannot take the pulpit and you tell us now that you have you have grown to be able to feed others with the word. We need to disciple you, we need to preach to you, we need to teach you, we need to give you one year teaching so that you form the character of being a Christian, just like the, 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 the Christian were doing, uh, that, just like the apostles were doing and until. So I want to recognize that Christian character development is a process. And it is start by giving your life to Jesus Christ. After that, then you start the process. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4 and 515 before I go to the three issues before I finish. I know I'm not going to take a lot of time. Ephesians chapter 4 and 515. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of Him who is the head, and that is Christ. Yes, speaking the truth in love, we shall grow. Growing, does growing happen in a day? No. The growth of a person, by the way, especially the human child, for a child to grow, to become a mature person, it takes a whole 18 years. For even to be recognized by the government of Kenya that you are a human being, <laughs> called an adult, it takes you 18, 18 years. Like my daughter who is there, she doesn't have an ID, so to me she's still a child. To the government of Kenya, she's still a child. The law does not even take her responsible. If, if anything happened to her, it is me who will be taken responsible. Because growth is a, is a process. So is the Christian character. It is a process that starts from somewhere and you grow until it, some people grow faster than, than others. But however fast you grow, it is still a, a process. In growth development, we say, even if your father and mother were tall, you still have your own growing up to do. You do not, you not automatically become tall when you are born because your parents were tall. You have your, even to become that tall like your parents, you have your own growing up to do. Because growth is a process. So we must recognize that in Christian character growth, it is a process. And we must stay there to be developed, to be molded until you grow. You have to have the patience to stay and grow. One of our child, uh, our, our third one child, walked at the age of seven months. When she walked, because we were sitting down, everybody panicked and we went to hold her so that she does not, because to us, it was a no. 
very abnormal at seven months for a child to walk. When I took her the following day to the doctor, because I was worried as a mother. Even the doctor panicked, told me, please do not let her walk. She's going to spoil her, her legs. Because seven months children are not supposed to, to walk. They're supposed to be growing. And then we came home, me and my husband, and, and even her, she was part of that. Uh, tried to stop her from walking. But the time had come for her to walk. However much is dry, that girl still walks. And when she walked, she continued walking. The only thing we could recognize, even when I went back to the doctor, is that she is a fast developer. And we accepted me and the doctor let the child walk. And she continued walking until today. So we are saying they are Christian who can walk faster and grow faster than others. There are others that may grow slowly. What the child lacks I'm trying Pastor, you agree with me, is that we have no patience for those people who are growing slowly. We actually demolish them, remove them from the way they are slow growers, they are slow runners. And finally we destroy them instead of nurturing them. It will take Christians to nurture character. Just like it has it takes parents to nurture, children to grow. That is the purpose of a fellowship like this one. It's to nurture those who are growing slowly. So that you move them towards the, the proper growth. However slowly, I have a mother of four, Pastor told me. The others never walked at seven. There are some that walked at 12 months. Others walked at 11 months, others walked at 13 months, they never walked at the same time. But as a mother, I was patient with all of, all of them. The Christian church needs to be patient with our slow growers. We need to nurture them and to make them grow. I want to give you a story. One day, uh, when I was a young professional, and I, I started working in Uranga. One of the young men got saved uh, during our, one of our missions was a drunkard. And he was very passionate to, to remain. He was not very young, he was a married man, about 30 something years. Uh, and he was very passionate to, to, to remain a Christian. But unfortunately, because the issue of taking a lot of beer was in his blood, he used to go. Uh, get saved for a long time. Uh, then after that, he get tempted and go back. And the Christian fellowship, because when he gets saved, he was such a good Christian. And, every, and he could attract many people to the church. But when he fall back, he also attract many people to the, back to the kingdom of the, devil, of the devil. So, there was this one brother who was very passionate about this soul getting saved. So, when everybody else was giving up, this brother never gave up on this young man. So, whenever time elapsed back, the brother would go to him, drew him out of the bar, preach to him again, pray for him by force to get saved again, and then bring him back to the church. He remained there after some time, then the same patterns repeat. But this, he was not, not getting tired. When he was getting saved the sixth time, in two years, 
view him from the back, prayed for him, took him home to his house, in front of his children, prayed for him, and told him from today, you are saved. Do you hear me? And he was drunk. Christian until you live that Christ, that Christian has understood 
we have read in the book of Ephesians 5 and 15 is that the truth should be taught in love until it transforms and makes us mature in the faith. Is that not what we have read? It makes us mature in the faith. So we must follow uh, that pattern. I was saying three current, character, three agents of character transformation, Christian character transformation. The first one is that there should be a sense of passion, a sense of vision and purpose. Vision and purpose is what transforms. It is what makes, gives you the desire to want to transform and to become more like, like Christ. It is purposing to change and stay the course. You purpose in your heart that I want to change and I want to stay the course. Maybe nataka kubadrika, nataka kuendrea kubadrika. I will continue and I will stay the course. And without giving up, it calls for determination. Without a sense of purpose and a sense of vision, there can never be character transformation because you shall not be determined. You start, shall start being well. We shall pray for you, but the determination must come from within. So that you are able to sing that song we sing. That some things I used to do, I no longer do them. Some songs I used to sing, you remember that song, there's that great wife. I don't know how we used to sing it. There is a big white change since I was born again. There's a great change since I was born. So to sing that song, you must be purposing, you must have a sense of purpose and vision. So that you want to be changed and you want to stay the course. Every change you acquire, you remain within that change. It involves what kind of a person you want to be. A vision means this, the type of Christian you want to be. The type of person you want to be. And who is your role model? Our ultimate role model is Christ. But we even have other role models and ministers. There are those Christians you know, these ones are standing for, for Christ. But our ultimate model is Jesus Christ. Who is your example? What do you want to become in your Christian work, in your career as a Christian, in your marriage as a Christian, in your prayer life as a Christian? If you are hard working as a Christian, all character habits that forms a good Christian, then who is your role model? Do you live by conviction? Have you reached a level of conviction that then you are doing what is right regardless of who is doing the wrong thing? That is the highest level of conviction. A convicted Christian does not, it doesn't matter where you put that person. He is going to behave right in spite of what is happening around that Christian. It doesn't matter whether 
corner. What will you do in terms of your character? The question of purpose and vision for character transformation is very important. Because if you are not clear and you don't know where you want to go, you shall never know where you are and even when you are lost. You shall never know that you are actually lost unless you know where you wanted to go in the first place. Why are you not a thief? It involves what kind of a person you want to be. A vision means this, the type of Christian you want to be. The type of person you want to be. And who is your role model? Our ultimate role model is Christ. But we even have other role models and ministers. They are those Christians you know. These ones are studying for, for Christ. But our ultimate model is Jesus Christ. Who is your example? What do you want to become in your Christian work, in your career as a Christian, in your marriage as a Christian, in your prayer life as a Christian, in your hard working as a Christian, all character habits that forms a good Christian. Then, who is your own model? Do you live by conviction? Have you reached a level of conviction that then you are doing what is right regardless of who is doing the wrong thing? That is the highest level of conviction. A convicted Christian does not, it doesn't matter where you put that person. He is going to behave right in spite of what is happening around that Christian. It doesn't matter whether everybody is corrupt. You will say, I am not corrupt, and you mean it, and you leave that. But let me tell you, there are many Christians who say, I am not corrupt, and I am not corrupt. But majority of them is because they have not been given that opportunity. It's the opportunity they have not been given. Otherwise, they'll behave as thin, the same as those ones they are accusing to be corrupt. Are you able to go through the test of time in your character and you say, A, B, C, D, I cannot do? If you are a young person, are you able to keep your sexual purity? And you say, I cannot do A, B, C, D because I am a Christian. Are you able to live pure? Or is it when you are pushed to the corner, what will you do in terms of your character? The question of purpose and vision for character transformation is very important. Because if you are not clear and you don't know where you want to go, you shall never know where you are even when you are lost. You shall never know that you are actually lost unless you know where you wanted to go in the first place. Why are you not a thief? Is that because there have not been an opportunity? Or it's by purpose that you are not a thief. I am not a thief myself. I am not a liar. Why are you not a liar? Is that because you are purpose, I cannot lie. It is a good Christian character not to lie. Therefore, I cannot lie. 
or you have not been pushed to a corner where the only option is to lie. Naida tinasema ma uwapo ya kujito ya kujitoa. The other day I was telling another publication a man entered a vehicle at Koja number 115 so unazijua where does it go? Inaedaga watu number 115 remuru he entered a vehicle at Koja going to remuru Inside the vehicle, somebody was called by phone. Then he was asked, where are you? That man responded and said, I'm in Marindi. Actually, I'm in the vehicle heading from Mombasa to Marindi. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not able to come. Actually, I left Nairobi yesterday. We can pick up Marindi journey now and in the vehicle from Mombasa to Another one was called. Akawizwa, I'm waiting for you. Where are you? Ah, sasa ni kuhapa, tumepada gali ya kericho kweda nisumu. the most painful. 
so that finally a terrorist will live and come through the use of the other terrorist, kill, kill people. The word of God can transform the same your mind. It doesn't matter how far you have gone into sin. If you release yourself into the word of God and read it and meditate upon it and get discipled on that word, your mind will be transformed. Want to sing there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs>